Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today, we are already looking at January 23rd. We're just rolling along. I think we have about another week in the day in this month, and it's getting a little warmer now. We're creeping up to a little warmer. They keep saying now we're going back to the old school of maybe it will rain, but then it doesn't. So we're back to that for a while. We'll see if we get more rain or not. But today, it's not going to rain on the parade of dreams. I'm so excited. We have so many dreams. So I have to get started or we will not make it through them. My first dream is from Maria Dolt. And she says, Dear Nadia, please, if there is time. The night I had a dream about my brother, I went back to sleep straight away and had this other dream. A bit similar. Let me see where I'm, okay. A little woman in her 30s was leaving our house. I think she was visiting us for a few days. She was going downstairs. I helped her to carry a medium and small suitcase behind us was a male figure. My two sisters were downstairs, and the little lady loved us so much. She gave us a big hug and told us how much she appreciated everything. But at the time, she was looking especially at my eldest sister. And she said how important she was for her and gave her a big hug. The male figure, I think it was my father, and at times he was my husband. He was very tall and was talking, was taking this lady with him. End of dream. My eldest sister is the closest to me. Thank you always. Well, These kinds of dreams where you have random people showing up at your door. You had it in your dream about your brother. You still have it again, only this time it's focused on your sister. But you're having dreams of random people who are very kind, very loving, already feel welcomed in by your family. There are no questions asked. And even though they're brand new to your family, they don't actually feel brand new. It's almost like they've been there all along. And a lot of times they have. I know that sounds weird, but we all have. Every single human being on earth has beams of light or angels, we can call them, around them. Every single person has that around them. But because we are not born with a manual, we don't know that. And because they are obedient to free will, they cannot help you without your permission. They can feel for you. They can surround you, and then once in a while we'll say things like, that felt good for some reason. I was comforted. They may not know why. In this day and age, more of us know why because more of this information, just like 
any other research or life experience, we're getting to the point of understanding ourselves better. But here, it's like the love of generations and of now are all coming together. It's almost like there is a mass healing for the different members of your family. It was your brother, and now it's your sister, and these random people are showing up, and now they're part of your family. They're all looking like they're in their 30s, which is also a very huge marker because that's how we look when we go home. No matter how old we were when we died, when people see us, we're always um, younger and like we were. So it's just interesting that even where you say how much she appreciated everything and she was looking at your eldest sister. So we're learning that, and you guys are learning in your family, that the healings that needed to take place, even down to not having that much luggage, that you guys are saying, let's go beyond what we know. It's like looking at an ocean. That's how families are. We just see them every day and we get used to the ocean. But if every day we looked at that ocean and go, wow, the waves seem a little wilder today. Oh, wow. You know, there's got to be something bigger than us. How could that body of water just know to be there? And how does it move according to the sun? And those things now are appreciated. Even though it's the same ocean you were overlooking before you took a look at it, before you spoke that way, before you reacted that way. So really just know that the appreciation, the healing, the warmth that these strangers aren't really strangers at all. They're just new, new to your knowledge. But that there's a lot of good around you, a lot of good around your family. And it is not because you are better than you were before. To God, we're always great. It's just that you are more aware than you were before. So you're seeing more of what's around you. And that love may be symbolized in something nice somebody did to you or for you. Maybe just acknowledging that there's more to you than what you see. It's knowing your brother is okay. It's knowing your sister is okay. It's it's knowing that feeling, those layers of protection that actually mean a lot to us. But we don't even know that yet either. And in your world, in your family, through your friends, you are all becoming aware of it. And that will trickle down to your own children. That will trickle down between you and your husband. That will become the fabric of your thinking when you speak to your sister. Because families are families of families. 
They're the only constant other than us in our lives. And even if one is ill and gone and we don't see them and they're mean and they're, we still pray for them because we know who they are. We know who their surroundings are. We know who their blood is. They're connected to us different because throughout the duration of lifetime, from birth to to death, they are part of our lives in some way. But we don't have control over how they live their lives. We can try to help. We can help. But we can only lead a horse to water and we can't make them drink. But this is telling you that you guys are all in the same water fountain. You're all drinking the same water. You all want love for each other. The other thing I want to talk about in your dream is a relationship between thinking that the male figure was your father and then thinking it was your husband. What? that is telling you is that you have grown to appreciate who your husband is in your life. It's easy to discount what our partners do because we're so used to them. So used to them. I know a woman who still wants to divorce her husband, but her husband went on a trip without the family to see his family in another country. And he was the at-home father. And the mother's the one that worked. The kids were a little older, you know, where they can take care of themselves, but they're not full-grown adults. And when he was gone, she said, oh, my gosh, he really did a lot. He did our wash. He put things away. He kept the house clean. He cooked for us. He shopped for us. It was exactly like the opposite of what a man never thought a woman did. And they'd say things like, what do you do all day? And there's like kids and a house and a whole ecosystem. But because he doesn't see it, he doesn't know it. And a lot of times we just think, well, you know, he provides. Well, what does that take? He's always there. Well, yeah. And if we don't see the value of another person, the person naturally wants to go somewhere else where they see that value, whether it's work or relationship outside of the marriage, whatever it is, we seek validation when we don't have awareness of how to fix what's going on around us. So how does that man prove to his wife that he had value? How does a husband prove to his wife that's working, that that's a value, that that's huge, that he's doing this for everybody as well as for himself? But you're taking a look now at his value. And you're saying, hey, you know what? We made it through thick and thin and kind of like my actual birth family. And now you're holding him up to that experience esteem and it is a natural deep-seated feeling 
that you can even interchange him with a father figure of your family. It doesn't mean you see him as a father. It means that you're holding him up to that level of esteem. So I hope that helps. It's actually very, very cool and a very, I want to say, just deep-rooted dream of the feelings you're just feeling here and there and it put them all together. Even the size of the suitcases, the baggage wasn't too big, was it? And the woman loved you guys so much. Because you guys love each other so much. And she focused on one person who probably needs that love, needs that support. Even if they look like they have it all together, no one knows another person like that person knows themselves. No one. Okay, let's go on. I've got a couple more dreams here. I have another dream, and I don't know if it's anonymous. Usually this person's are. But hi, Nadia. I have a dream for the show. I was dreaming about the man. I had a short relationship in real life. We were in an apartment with glass walls. He was standing in front of me. I looked at him, and then I realized he was exactly the same man as the man before, and he only wanted sex. They wanted, then I wanted to escape. I flew to the other apartment. He followed me and wanted to kill me. The relationship in real life has ended. Thank you. There is something, this thread through your dreams, and they all go back to sex being wanted by another person from you. And there's a part of you that doesn't trust that somebody actually wants you for you, so all they want is sex. Whether you're in a relationship with them, whether you've broken it off with them, whether you just passed them by in the street, it's all about people wanting sex. And a lot of that is deep-rooted cultural upbringing, where A lot of times in different cultures, people are told all men want is sex. And that's not as true. I know it's going to sound weird because we have all these sexual scandals. But there's a bigger awareness of it now. And people actually, in studies and in polls, want respect more than sex. Some people don't care, are detached from themselves and just want to be with anyone. But when you're taught that that's all they want and that's it, that's all you think is different about having a relationship with someone or not is who wants sex with you. And I got news for you. People want sex all the time. But how they go about getting it, which is what I'm saying is different, is we've gone to the extremes where people are totally indiscriminate and want it from anyone, even people who are illegal to them, or pressure in the workplace, or they're a doctor and they're even abusing their own patients, all the way to that level, or they're really prudent about it. 
they take their time. And most of real life, if you don't watch the news and you don't hear all the crazy different scenarios of how people played out what they think they need from each other, for the most part, people are like slow to roll. We want to know who we're with now differently than we ever did before. Because what we don't want is to inherit things that are going to totally turn our lives upside down. And now that we've seen that enough, again, we have greater awareness. But you are stuck with do or die sexual situations over and over and over again. There's something that you have been taught that a young woman who is beautiful or a young man who is handsome, that that's all anybody really wants from them. So what happens when you think like that for a man or a woman? Because both are, are now becoming equally pushed into situations. We just had a situation where a whole football team was getting that from the coach. And sometimes I have to listen twice and go, wait a minute, that was a man. That was, and, and wow. And because abuse is abuse is abuse. It, it doesn't matter who's doing the abusing and who it's abuse. But somehow, somehow the way your thoughts have gotten layered as you get older, it's people wanting sex from you and you deciding whether you're going to give it to them. And if you don't, then they're going to hurt you. The reason that is an alarm bell for you is that you have to ask yourself, do you have sex with people so that they will love you or not? Do you feel bad that you did or didn't in that short relationship or guilty? So that you should be hurt for not complying? Do you feel that people will hate you if you don't go along? Does sex mean love to you? Or is it just in a separate compartment? You have to ask yourself, what? you feel you want back about sex. It isn't like this bargaining chip. It isn't because there's a lot of beauty on the part of the person who thinks like this because somebody just as beautiful may not think like this and may feel Like, I will only do that when I'm really in love. I don't care who wants sex with me alone. I don't even care who wants sex. Everybody in the world wants it in one way or another. But what I want is a connection. And you need to see past the reason for having a relationship as being sexual to having a relationship because you want a connection. Because then 
the sex and everything that comes with the relationship that's part of it. And it will be a far more enjoyable part of it if you are connected to the person. It's not just, well, they want to have sex. Everybody wants to have sex. And it goes on and on. I will never forget what my father, the one thing he taught me about relationships, it was one sentence, one line, and he told me everything in that line. And thank God he did, because that was the only time he ever talked to me about relationships. And he said to me, anyone can have sex. Even two dogs in the street can have sex. But not anyone can have a relationship. And your dreams are telling you all about someone wanting that from you. Instead of thinking, what do you want from a relationship? Because having sex doesn't make a relationship. A relationship is made by a relay between the two people. And if you want a relationship, if you want a partner, not about sex, even though it might look like that, especially in the beginning as you get to know each other. So really ask yourself a lot of questions about why you think that everyone only wants that from you. Why don't you believe that people would love you and not want to kill you for not giving you, you not giving them, I'm sorry, you not giving them what you think they need? It's crazy. And it's funny that you are in an apartment with glass walls. You feel completely transparent. And then you couldn't get away from him. He could see you. You realize it's the same guy. And you feel like he only wanted sex. Because that might be a filter question that you kind of wrap around to that uh, he can't really love me. He just wants sex. Oh, she can't really love me. She just wants whatever it is I have to offer. People can really love you. You can have a relationship. The finish line isn't having sex with someone. It just isn't. It's part of a relationship. It does not define the relationship. Well, I can't leave him. I had sex with him. He doesn't love me. All he wanted was sex. All that kind of stuff is, it was taught to us. We may have been injured by somebody that we may have given ourselves to. We don't give ourselves to anybody. We just share ourselves. And sometimes when we don't do it in a place that we have a connection, we feel like we can't trust our own judgment. So ask yourself, why do I feel about sex the way I do? I hope that helps you. I have another dream. It's a long one. And let's see, I have six minutes and 20 seconds. So let's go for it. Good morning, Nadia. Another anonymous dream. I wish I understood my dreams by myself so they would be easier to share, not put such a load of work on you. Well, this is the sixth one I got, and this is the last one I'm reading. It's just 
Uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe I will get to understand at some point. In the meantime, if you have time today, this is my dream of last night. Thank you so much for the show. I dreamt I was on vacation with friends and we were planning to go into town to get coffee and groceries. It was a beautiful Mediterranean village early in the day and the house we were staying in was made from wood. Somehow I was lying in bed with one of my friends I had a crush on for about 10 years ago. He reminded me of my first boyfriend. I was enjoying his presence and his embrace, but then I realized that I am back together with my boyfriend and that this was cheating. How could I? I got really upset with myself and the situation declared. This is all messed up. We need to stop and go shopping and take care of ourselves. My friends in the house all totally agreed. We got ready to leave. In the meantime, other friends prepared the burning of a house because they wanted to make room for something new. It was a, I was a little worried that someone might get hurt, but they assured me that they were careful professionals and everything would be all right. All I knew was that when we came back from town, this house would be in ashes. Our way out, on our way out, a child, seemingly genderless, was playing with his or her dog near the house. I went over to him or her and asked where his or her mother was, and he, and she, he or she said, that there was no mother. So I opened up my arms and embraced the child and carried him or her with me. The dog followed us. End of dream. I felt great in that dream the entire time that there was this feeling of knowing what to do next and a deep connection and trust to the people around me. I felt a deep love for the child and just wanted to take good care. Much love. So in the beginning, you said I wish I understood my dreams by myself and how you felt is the understanding. You're learning to trust yourself. And then as a result, you are learning to trust others. When someone feels like they have to do everything themselves, it's overwhelming because you don't feel like there's a balance, a checks and balances of is this in my best interest or isn't this? Is this a good thing for me to do or isn't it? You're trusting the people around you because here you wake up and you're like, hey, what am I doing here? I have a boyfriend and it like just occurs to you. But as soon as it occurs to you, as soon as that information comes to you, you made a decision to do what's best for you. Because if you can do what's best for you, you're going to share that in your relationship. So you didn't want to cheat. So that's telling you a lot because in a dream, you are okay to say, hey, you know what, my whatever it is you're thinking goes that deep to where that decision is made, even as far as where your, your conscious mind can't interfere, right? But then... You guys have the house that you guys want to make room for. You weren't burning the house because you wanted to hurt the people in it. You weren't burning the house for any reason other than the fact that that house probably has thoughts they come and go, and they wanted to bring it down. So on your way out, you see a genderless child, kind of like the woman in the other dream. I mean, this is uncanny how this happens a lot. But just let you know. Everything's okay. That's what okay feels like. 
sometimes we think it's this blockbuster, brand new feeling of okay, it's going to come and say, this is okay, rubber stamp, puts it on your forehead and walks away. But of course, that would be too easy. We have to have these crazy dreams. But it's how we feel when we wake up that tells us what our dream was about. Sometimes when we're really scared, really scared, if we understood dreams, we would know we were just taking out the trash. It's like, you know, that trash button, the trash basket on your computer, and you click on it, and it has this list of stuff you put in there. It's still there unless you empty it. You, you consciously empty it. You can put it in trash, but it stays in your computer. But when you click on the trash, you pay attention to the trash, and you look at it, and you say, oh, I grew from this and this and this and this. Let me empty the whole thing. And then you empty the whole thing, and then you're like, wow, that felt good. And then you just forget about it, and you go on. That's what a good, bad dream can do for us takes our worst fear, puts it in our face, and we somehow conquer it. Even if our worst fear is to die and we die in the dream, we don't really die in the dream because we just saw ourselves die. So there's a lot of good that even if things look messed up, even if things look weird, How you deeply feel about those things will carry the energy of what those things mean and need to do to your life. And the embrace at the end took you to the rest of the way of you feeling good instead of bad when you leave your dream. Thank you guys for your dreams. I know it's not easy to give them. My time is already up. I got to go before I go. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.